Hi there, welcome to HR Shop Talk. I'm your host, Andrea Adams. This show delves into the details of HR through conversations with smart, experienced, and successful professionals who are doing the work. You can also find me on YouTube where you can interact with me and other people like yourself. Today, my guest is Shondi Nye. Shondi is a director of HR with more than 20 years of experience in a wide array of industries like transportation, healthcare, public practice, and retail. Hi, Shondi, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Well, thanks for coming on. And, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. So the pandemic has certainly created a crisis in HR. Can you describe your experience? Sure. So like most organizations, we did have our disaster planning done. However, COVID wasn't at all what we had expected or had planned for. Our organization is strongly based on relationship selling, face-to-face interactions, and personal people relationships. Mm -hmm. So we really had to pivot overnight. We put a high priority for us on communication, both with our management teams and with our employees. Mm -hmm. So our HR team reacted very quickly, contacted any employee for whom we didn't have a personal email, and that allowed us to communicate directly and quickly with our team members outside of their work email. We also created a COVID branded communication template so that our teams then became aware and familiar and could differentiate that communication from others in their inboxes. And we really trained them to expect to receive notifications from us. We also decided to post communications on our HRIS portal so that it was accessible outside of our network. And then we weren't um, reliant on people being inside the store, inside our network to be able to get those communications. Mm -hmm. So none of that we had to do before. And none of that did we conceive of when we thought about our disaster planning. So really for us, we started with communication as sort of the the beginning point of our planning. We hope that the pandemic is is going to be done soon and that and it's going to be a memory at some point, but there will be more crises in the future. So can you talk a little bit a little bit about what HR's role in a crisis is? I know it will depend somewhat on the on the uh, crisis, but what generalizations can we make? Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it is crisis. Uh, or, or I do think it is crisis dependent. I think the principles though are the same across different situations. Our role really is to lead crisis communications to our internal team members and mm-hmm. focus really on that employee relations piece. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really a one-way street either. We have to be listening actively to what we're hearing kind of beyond that war room door. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for us, we decided to funnel all communications through the HR inbox. And I met daily with my team in the morning to get a feel for what questions, concerns, comments were coming from our team members. Mm-hmm. And then that allowed us really to focus our communications for the day on what mattered most to our team members, both those who were laid off and the ones who were still here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, confidence, we had to be confident that we um, mm-hmm. were instilling confidence in our teams that we knew what we were doing, mm-hmm. even if most of the time we probably didn't. This is, you know, this is very yeah. different from anything we planned for, you know, when you think SARS or H1N1 or any of that, you know, this just happened so quickly and differently that we didn't always know. Um, but we have to be reactive. We have to think about our displaced members as well as those that are left here holding down the fort. 
you know, depending on the crisis, you know, it will alter a bit. But for the most part, I think our role in time of crisis is being a leader for employee relations and internal communications. And as long as you're focused on those two pieces, you're going to do just fine. Hmm. Okay. That makes it sound easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's our job too, right? <laughs> just yeah. appear calm, make it look like it's nice and easy, and, and then people believe and follow, right? Right. Right. When a crisis arrives, in this case, it was a pandemic, but a few years ago, Calgary had a flood. It, it, it just can be anything. Um, how does HR prioritize what they're going to do first and take action? Yeah. So, you know, in this situation, everything developed so quickly. It was kind of astounding. You know, we'd be in a meeting, developing communications, trying to prioritize what we're going to do. And that's based on the data you had, um, you know, sort of in that meeting at the time. And we'd come out and discover that while we were meeting, things had changed. So for us, it was really about slowing down and not being in a, such a rush to come up with our priorities or to send out information. And that was really hard. So, you know, in this situation, we started waiting for the government updates, which were coming in the late afternoon in Alberta. So when you think about that, for us, you know, typically you come in the office, you grab your coffee, you get sorted for the day, and you sort of develop what you're going to work on for the day. We had to retrain ourselves to kind of wait for the briefing, start to develop late afternoon, finish up in the morning, send it out, and then react thereafter. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, for us, the primary focus we had was to focus on our employees, who's on site, what do they need to know today to do their work, who's laid off, what do they need to know today to work through what they need personally, whether that's a document with links to every financial COVID resource, the, you know, the Service Canada link, step-by-step -step information on how to apply for EI, um, you know, we just really prioritized by focusing on what our employees were experiencing the experiencing at that time mm -hmm. and you know a lot of it is uncertainty frustration fear and you know from there you just have to tease out what the topics are and prioritize mm -hmm. our work from there we also prioritized our EAP or our employee assistance program and that the supports that they could provide um, just because it was such an emotional thing for people and it, there was so much uncertainty so I imagine that um, employees despite all your best efforts were still critical you know they're scared but how did you deal with that kind of criticism and and input you know i think the biggest uh criticism we got was not communicating fast enough mm -hmm. and you know for us employees are literally emailing us at the same time as announcements are being made looking for clarification so for us we got really good at creating that expectation that we would have company specific information following those communication briefings. And then over time, employees became confident that, that we would provide those updates mm -hmm. when we knew them. And I was also clear with our leadership team that it was okay to say, we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of our communications often sort of focused around the theme of this is our best understanding right now. So, you know, the criticism about communicating quickly, I think, you know, we just got good at communicating something rather than nothing so mm -hmm. that the void was not filled up by wrong information or unreliable sources. So no one was going to avoid COVID, but what could HR be doing to prepare for a crisis so that we minimize the impact when it does arrive? I think just being ahead of the planning, you know, based on what you do know at the time, 
so, you know, having your, whether it's a pandemic plan or your, your infectious plan or, you know, your, your disaster recovery plans, whatever those are, mm -hmm. and then just staying on top of the information. So, you know, for us in this situation, we've been really good at staying about a week or two ahead of the governmental announcements. Mm -hmm. You know, I suddenly became really good at predicting what next steps would be just based on what I'm seeing from case statistics, media, sort of what you're hearing around general consensus of the public. And then that allows us to plan for it rather than react to it and not behind, you know, be behind the ball trying to meet the latest restrictions or requirements. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that also allows your employees to feel safer because we're as an organization not reacting to information and safety protocols. However, you know, we're ahead of them. So when employees understand that we're treating their safety with the utmost of importance, then hopefully we don't face that crisis internally, um, you know, for which we're not prepared because we haven't had that planning in place. And employees become confident in that. And, you know, being connected to the information and planning for it as best you can will give your employees that confidence. And I think that helps you stay ahead of the crises in the moment. Mm-hmm. So you said you had a disaster recovery plan uh, prior to COVID. So has it been helpful? No. Oh, darn, I was hoping no. you would say it would. That would no. mean you could, you could <laughs> appreciate your honesty though. That would mean that you could at least have some, something in place that would help. Yeah, I shouldn't say no. I think you know, as I said at the beginning, we are a relationship-based organization as it relates to how we do business. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we anticipated things like, you know, an H1N1 that possibly, you know, impacted parts, not all. I don't think we anticipated full complete shutdown of entire, mm -hmm. you know, systemic organizations and supports. I'd like to know the person who had that pandemic plan in place because, yeah, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty some pretty good foresight there. So I think, you know, yes, there were some cornerstones there that we turned to, but a lot of stuff really was, you know, webinars with like-minded people sharing mm -hmm. ideas in real time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that right there is, is a useful idea, right? So final question here, uh, you have said a few times that your, your business is kind of an in-person type business. Nevertheless, some of it I am assuming can be done from home. So do you think that remote work is here to stay in some form? Absolutely. But, you know, I think what we're finding as businesses that, you know, every person enjoys a different work situation and every business demands a different one. And, you know, it's really not a one size fits all. Uh, some people, some businesses like to work from home, Works, it, it works for them. Um, mm -hmm. You know, others prefer not to do it at all. And then there's some like me that sort of prefer a bit of a blend of it where mm -hmm. you're connecting in person and doing those types of things. And then also having that time to be at home and work a little more flexibly. So, you know, I think we're going to find that businesses will find a blend of that. And they've learned really to focus on 
who really needs to be on site bum and see to do their mm -hmm. job and who can telecommunicate effectively. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we're going to see a wholesale return to full on-site uh, on-site work arrangements for many people. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, the the cat lawyer meme from a couple weeks ago, um, you know, when the courts can turn their minds to remote hearing and lawyers appearing remotely without yeah. cat filters, I guess, but uh, yeah, yeah. you know, witness swearing, virtual document repositories for cross-examination, yeah. like those trends are not going to be ignored, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I think it really creates kind of an exciting challenge for HR people is how do we engage that remote workforce without the traditional constructs that we've had in the past? Well, thanks, Shondi. Clearly, there is a lot to learn from COVID in terms of HR crisis management. We have reached the end of this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when I talk shop with another insightful guest.